Welcome to the office of Fixers Incorporated. Here our diligent fixers work tirelessly for about one hour every two weeks to solve any problems that come our way. We help clients of all walks of life, both face-to-face -face and via electronic mail. But this fast-paced world of ours has a lot of problems. That's why we use 20-sided dye technology to direct our efforts to where they are needed most. Fixers Incorporated is not responsible for any injury or death that may occur as a direct result of our innovative solutions. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Fixers Incorporated. Protect Mother Earth, shoot for the moon. I'm Chris. I'm Ben. I'm Dave. And I'm Q. And we oh, got a welcome guest. Back, a Q. Returning, our first returning guest. No, Ryan. Ryan has returned. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome. Always glad to be here. Mm -hmm. We're glad to have you here. It's nice to shake things up every once in a while. Nothing shakes things up like adding white male voices to podcasting. <laughs> really, really brave of us. <laughs> sweep, sweep, sweep. <laughs> oh my goodness, guys. There's a lot of crud going on in this office. Oh, I, yeah. we've, got, we've got some housekeeping things to take care of here. Oh? What a, oh. What a mess we've made. Hmm. It's generally a mess. What are you talking about? I'm talking about leaving a lot of just threads all about. Can I strew, strewn hither and yon? What? Uh, I was just going to ask if I can stand back up. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you swept me right off my feet. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. You can, use, just... you can use half your movement to, to stand. Oh, good. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, I only got 15 feet left. Uh, no, there there were some some things that were brought to my attention, and some things that I caught upon listening to our our previous episode. That you know, I, I like to keep it fresh and try to just move forward with each. But I I do think that there are some some loose ends to tie up from from ninety eight. Okay. okay. So um, this one, my my brother Dan, friend of the show, hi Dan, um, said that. The rock that we threw into the camp counselor's forehead, yeah, should have had his name on it, and and we really dropped the ball on that one. The, the counselor's name, or the right? He wrote his name on the on the rock somewhere in the woods. Oh, I see. Yeah, That's we never right. we killed yeah. we killed him with a rock, and and that was pointed yeah. out to me as a as a gross oversight. I don't know if it was so, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was lodged it into his brain. Maybe definitely not, maybe an not, oversight. Not pre-impact, you know. Yeah. The exit, the exit wound might have been something to see. see. Now I see where he's coming from. Like uh, we yeah. we we gave ourselves a setup, didn't follow through, uh, missed an opportunity to close a loop. And on the other hand, I would say that 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 whole episode was was defined by a marked disdain for what the camp counselor wanted from us. Which was our our deaths, yeah. I think. So, so if anything, not finding a rock with his name on it uh, was consistent. Yeah, <laughs> very much. I, I consistent. Would, I would say the same. We were, I was very, we were very much. This dude was trying to kill us. Like, yeah, I can't. I'm 
interested in so much that it's trying to kill me, but not interested at all in its demands. Now he's got his, uh, he's being like Ratatouille remote controlled by a sapient rock lodged in his forehead, so. Yeah. We had a fun as, time last week. As one two does. Weeks ago. Uh, I am curious though, Chris, that, uh, well, I mean, this is, this is like really parting the kimono, basically taking it off. What, what would have been on that rock? What was the name on that rock? I, you know, if I had gone back and looked at it instead of uh, skipping Ignatius. it. Mm-hmm. Ignatius is a great Ignatius name for a Ignatius is a rock. good one. <laughs> Ignatius. Ignatius. It was the counselor's name, though. <laughs> Ignatius oh. is a great name for a rock. <laughs> are, you, are you asking me what the counselor's name was? Yeah, what was the name oh. on the bottom of the rock? Uh, the counselor's name. What did we name him? I don't remember. I don't recall We never we did. did. We never named the counselor? So he was, was a counselor a with no name. Therefore, nothing on the rock was a rock with his name on it. He was a nameless, formless, shapeless thing. That Can, can it be said that he was ever really there? Okay. Only, so in as this... much as, only in as much as he's now late for his voc rehab appointment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> only, only nameless people get assigned to voc rehab at a camp counselor. <laughs> if we were, you know, to follow 80s horror tropes, this would absolutely track for, you know, like, Michael Myers. This, the shape, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it didn't really exist, or maybe it, it didn't exist in the first place. I did, you know, if he had had a hockey mask on, he'd probably still be alive. Might. Or at least regenerate. <laughs> he did die in a lake, which is concerning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like we're going with Ignatius then. Yeah. His name was uh, and is still Ignatius. The the best option put mm -hmm. forth. All right. Okay. Yeah. There's there's a little bit more a little bit more chuff on the floor okay. here. Okay. All right. Oh please. I, I I never got my hand on the ball for bashing Kroger. I just kind of sat back and let you guys do it for five yeah. minutes. You seemed really and reticent to do so. Yeah. I, no, it's just, I didn't really, I tend to not shop at Kroger very often. So, um, well, there's a bar. That recently. was why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually I, I thought again, after, after the fact, I thought about a time that I, uh, you know, occasionally there's those moments where you just, there's, there's nothing that you can do to quell that craving for sushi, except for, you know, just picking up what you can when you can. Mm -hmm. And rather than going out and getting good sushi, I just grabbed the Kroger sushi. And it was the worst sushi I think I've ever had. Mm. Where like You sound the, surprised. Well, I have had sushi from Kroger before that's been okay. Serviceable, you know? And this one was just like a really bad cut of fish and it was an uneven cut of fish and it got like, like a cone much, much smaller so that the last roll was basically just rice. Yep. Fuck yep. you, Kroger. There, I got my piece in. <laughs> All right. Q, since you weren't here last time, do you have any, anything horrible that you'd like to say about Kroger? Uh, yeah, several things. Okay. Every time, every time I send my instacart shopper because i don't have a car mm. so i have to live vicariously through my instacart shopper to understand <laughs> the horror that is kroger i don't think i'm a very complex person when it comes to groceries perhaps the most demanding thing i have is my topo chico 
Okay, but the number of times with which Topo Chico is sold out, and I get six bottles that I did not request of flavored Kroger sparkling water. Yeah. Fuck you, Kroger. It's not even very good. Yeah. It's, it's you know you can get cheap soda water anywhere. It's yeah. water and carbon. Yep. <laughs> In a bubbled form. That's all there is to it. No, fuck Kroger. I don't like it. It it does make one wonder how they can manage to fuck it up quite so bad. Yep. I've I've seen at least one of two political parties in this nation function. I, I would say they have good uh, good role models in that regard all across our government. <laughs> but it's just water and bubbles. How do you screw that up? And yet somehow here we are <laughs> in the grocery hell that Kroger made. <laughs> All right, one last bit of shit on the ground here, guys. Okay. I gotta gotta wipe this up with a towel. Uh, All right, I I did an especially poor job arguing for um, arguing against embryo with the word substitute. Yeah, I remember. A- yeah. And yeah, yeah, I we all remember. <laughs> it yeah, occurred to me I later do. that um, embryo just an egg. Some people are allergic to eggs, and you could substitute an egg for like a different protein. I yield the rest of my time. Oh, thank you for your candor. Yeah. I feel uh, like that was a much more, at least competent argument. Yeah. You, uh, you will be docked uh, that amount of time next time. Sure. Or, yeah. yeah. For no, you're, I'm, you're, I wasn't hoping yeah. to gain anything from this other than, you know, uh-huh. maybe some... Uh, you, you now have a some time closure. Debt. <laughs> yeah, you have, a, you have a time debt now, which is I'll, also I'll take the name on of some my time debt for my yeah. new action thriller uh, coming out this fall, starring uh, Jason Manzukis and uh, uh, Nathan Lane. Oh, Nathan Lane led action thriller. There's a movie. That's something. That'd be fucking great, man. Oliver Platt would have to star as the arch villain. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I just want to see Nathan Lane in a in a time machine based action movie where he just goes, "I have a time debt," and then he gets in the machine, <laughs> and then vanishes. The rest just writes yeah. itself. I mean, yeah, ninety nine percent of the way there. That's the trailer is just him saying, "I have a time debt," and then uh, <laughs> That's literally it on HBO. Nathan Lane is time debt. It's like. <laughs> Hey, wait Spinning a through time, trying to pay time forward to this guy that he owed it to back in 1981. <laughs> Poor bastard can't scrape together three seconds. And then it's just like, somebody says, excuse me, hey, can I have a minute of your time? And then Nathan Lane turns around and says, no, I already owe it to someone else. <laughs> and then he looks dead into the camera and says, I have a time debt. <laughs> just keep <laughs> saying it over and over again. Oh, man. Guys, this is number 99. Yeah, it is. We are almost out of the double digits. And we got out of the single digits pretty quick, which was the last time that you were with us, Q. Uh, I think num- number seven. Um, so we've we've had this just whole long run of double digit episodes, and now we're going to move on to the triples. And I'm hoping those will move a little faster. I'm hoping we get to double-digit listeners here pretty soon, too. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! 
is two technically a double digit? No. It's just Damn it. <laughs> it's a single digit. Okay. I know of a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Couple is a is a double thing yeah. as well. It's a yeah. It's a single word conveying a mm, double meaning. Um <laughs> So what do you guys want to do tonight? I figured we'd answer some questions, roll some dice, uh, you know, bring order to chaos, or chaos to... Chaos to order. Chaos? <laughs> we'll kind of do... Yeah. Hat on a hat a little bit with the way our advice tends to go. Okay. All right, well, I do happen to have an email for the equation. For the equation? Yeah, what the hell? What are you, what are you, what talking are you saying? About? I don't know. What was that? I'm going to take another run at that, guys. Ben's gone mad. <laughs> Ben's having a stroke. I got my closure from the previous episode, and I'm just like, that's it. I don't even have to think about any of the words I'm saying from here on. Couldn't even just, make it to 100. I'll just finish sentences with any random word, I guess. <laughs> and that's how I found out about Steamroller. Uh, okay, so this email is from... <laughs> Annie. Annie says, do narcissists like their own B.O.? Study uh, suggests orphan that... or normal, Annie? Orphan, actually. Is she Thank okay? Thank you for asking. Is she okay, Ben? Is she okay, Annie? Yeah, she did get hit by, uh, struck by a, a smooth criminal. But um, she's fine now. Okay. And uh, she wants to know if narcissists like their own body odor. Studies suggest that someone who loves you will like your body odor to some degree. So would narcissists like their own? Mm. No. No, why not? Categorically, they would not. Okay. Because typically, a narcissist can't really stand themselves, so all they're really trying to do is feel superior to you, whereas enjoying someone's body odor actually requires empathy. Yeah, I have so. to love the smell of your ass when I wake up next to you on a hot summer day and not complain. <laughs> and let me tell you, swamp ass and summer love is a real thing, and it's atrocious. So you yeah. really have to be committed to that person. I don't think a narcissist enjoys his own bio. What if they're really committed to themselves? <laughs> well, that's—I mean—he's got a good point here. Like, narcissism isn't isn't like true respectful love of the self. It's it's pathological false love of the self. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know, there is that whole thing with narcissism, though, right? Like, where it's like, oh, you like the smell of your own farts. Like, if true. Uh, mm. I don't think he likes the smell of his own farts or his own BO better than anybody else. He's just going to say, my stink is better than yours. <laughs> the difference. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if it's a carefully crafted body odor? And I'm using odor in the sense of a, a smell, period. Not a bad smell, necessarily. Like he's he's picked out his soaps and deodorants and colognes and has just perfectly so crafted Axe Phoenix body spray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just one. That dude's going for the freaking uh, uh, what is it called? The Long Island uh, iced tea version, where you get four of them and you just spray everything. <laughs> I got Axe Phoenix body spray. I got the Axe body wash. I got the Axe shampoo. And you better believe I got the Axe uh, uh, aftershave. And let me tell you, I go through a bottle a day of each. And uh, you I'm know, still single. People yeah. love me. Yeah. <laughs> it just 
it doesn't work like it does on TV. I can tell you, it, it's <laughs> it seems to be working great because the the women around me know how much better I am than them, and they keep their distance and uh. they leave room for the, exactly the right person. That's that's uh, that's how it's going. In which case, yeah, the narcissist might enjoy his own order to some extent. That does feel like one of those things that should be a crime. Right? Axe body spray, got, yeah, agreed. Yeah, like, body odor is unfortunate, but, like, the deliberate stench of half a can of Axe on your shirt or whatever, like, there there should be some laws in place, right? Guys? I agree yeah. 100%. Like, I'm not a smelly, I'm not a scent person. I don't do cologne and shit like that because it's just, even a little is just too fucking much for me. I was on gonna anybody, have. on anybody, like, you gotta be real crafty and very subtle for me to be like, oh, good job. <laughs> you were gonna say something, Chris? Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna uh, propose a crime drama based around this where a okay. person uses that body spray and then the police come, but then I remember that axe cop is already a different thing from that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the real world is just fueled by Axe body spray. Like it was whoever could utilize how many as many cans as possible by the end of the week one. I, I don't know. I like to think that Axe body spray was the result of like an oil drilling accident where they were they were like, okay, well, we've got to put this hole in the ground and get the oil. Oh, what is that horrendous stink coming from the <laughs> just mephitic bowel of the earth? What could this, what could that possibly be? We spent so much money on mining and drilling equipment. Oh, how are we going to make this money back? Oh, what a stink erupting out of the pits of... of Fucking Asheron beneath our feet. I've got it. I've got it. We will sell this stink to frat boys. Perfect. We'll convince them it makes it's women perfect. crazy. Yeah. And that way, we can recoup our losses easily with the second spring break. The stink is so bad that it will drive a woman literally insane to the point where she'll lower her standards to the level of a guy wearing this stink. That's the only way that this could possibly work. Oh, Melvin, you're my marketing guy. Get on this. Come on, make it work. Make it look good. Oh, you we got gotta this, recover Melvin. this. Yeah. We believe in you. Yeah, it makes as much sense as anything. Um I feel like that's answered, yeah? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay. Do we want to have a roll off to see who rolls or do we just want to get on with it? Oh, let's just get on with it, I think. Yeah. Okay. Tally ho. Sally forth. Uh View hello. <laughs> Valderie Valdera, my knapsack on my back. I rolled a one. Sl- slip and Uh-oh. slide? Jesus Christ, well, Dave. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> okay, well, no, he has to roll two ones in a row for yeah. it to be the end of the episode. Oh, nice that's try. Right. Um, all right, Dave, go ahead and roll your one again. It's an eight. Well, okay. Phew. <laughs> that would have been real unfortunate. Right? We have all right. Few on I got to find... have to end it early. <laughs> 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 Sorry, buddy. Somehow it would not be a, 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 an original experience for me. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> he's here. Yeah. Well, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we had this when you were on last, but we've created a roll table for when somebody rolls a one or a two, which mm-hmm. we've kind of doubled up our rolls to make either of those a critical failure. 
and then you have to roll on a roll table to see what your uh, your punishment is for your critical failure. Eight is uh, you are charmed by the next client, Dave. So ah, I think I've done this one before. You oh. have, yeah. You uh. need to remember this because who knows when we'll have another client. <laughs> All right. All right. So somebody else rolls, I guess. Someone else gets a roll. I have a prompt. Just a d20? Where's Chris rolling? Chris got it. I got it. Uh, 19. You got food in your mouth again? (laughs) No. Oh. 19 is, uh, again, thanks to our doubled up roll table here, that's five minute D&D, my dude. Oh. Oh shit! Okay, we we literally have not done this in like a year because in a year it's been, been forever. It. Dave, I'm gonna start with you. What's your race class name? Um, I am a gnome farmer named Buck. Gnome farmer named Buck. Ben, race yeah, class name. I I'm uh, resurrecting uh, all this axe talk from previously. Got me oh, thinking yeah. about my. You- my axe, axe with, with legs. legs character, Jokdom yeah. Haberdashes, who is an <laughs> axe man barbarian. Yep, just an axe with legs. Perfect. Axe with legs. Q, Talk, race class name. I am a uh, Minotaur bard named Job. I love that. Minotaur bard named Job, gnome farmer. Na- what was your name again, Dave? Bach. 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 Bach, Job, and... Uh, uh, Jocknum. Jocknum. All right. <laughs> Bach, Jocknum, and uh, <laughs> and the Minotaur. <laughs> this is good. I should write things down, but I won't. Job. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me get a timer going here, and we'll get the show on the road, uh, such as it is. Such as the road is? The, such as the show and the road both are. Such as they okay. are, I suppose I should have uh, uttered. I like such as they is. Okay. Everybody ready? Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Five minute D&D begins. Now, before you yawns, a chasm deep and dark and with a width that is surpassed only by its breadth. From within, you can hear, help, my baby, help, help. How uh, how do you proceed? Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Uh, you As s- I yeah. walk down the road towards <laughs> okay. this crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As your voice echoes into the chasm, you hear, is that someone there? Oh, my God. Great. Perfect help. I need help from a person. And that sounds like the type of thing that's singing. I was going to say, as an axe with legs, you know, you wouldn't think I'd be especially wise, but I did roll a, a plus 10 on my whiz here. I really don't think we should go down here, guys. This feels like a trap to me. Uh, my guy is a dirty, smelly little gnome that has a chicken on a string. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> simply says, Buck, and runs into the cave. Okay, well, it's a the chasm. The chicken does, so or he does? Oh, a chasm. I, yes. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw as you run into a chasm. Uh, yeah, that's a negative one. Negative one. Yep. You you run to the edge of what you think is some <laughs> kind of down cave, which I guess a chasm is, and you do. You go into <laughs> it. Um, Hooray. But just as you're going down, you realize that something else is reaching up as a, as a horrendous black tentacle uh, with, with coruscating purple... Um, yep. 
yep, the had a glistening feeling. scales and, and purple suction cups uh, all over it comes up and says, fine, don't fall for much. Oh, you did. And then it grabs you and lifts you aloft. Uh, roll initiative. Okay. I'm holding on to that chicken, by the way. It's just getting flailed around in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Screaming, uh, that, bok, bok, bok. That's a four for Jocknum. Four for Jocknum. Job at a dirty 20. Job's got a dirty 20. Oh, wait, Bok. am I supposed to add something to that? Doesn't matter. Bok, what you got? I got a six. Six, all right. Uh, so up first, then, is going to be Job. There's a tentacle just reaching up out of a black chasm, uh, holding aloft your gnome companion. I'm going to uh, lower my head and gore it. Mm-hmm. And as I come up singing, <laughs> in the bathtub, just... Um, rubbing myself with the ichor that flows from the wound. Okay. Should I Ooh. hit it? Uh, roll your attack. Kinky. Well, you know. Nat 20. Nat wow. 20's absolutely gonna <laughs> hit. Go, go ahead and roll damage, add your fizz. The damage is 15. With a, Yeah, okay. 15 points of damage. Uh, it's gonna save to uh, maintain its grip. Oh, it rolls a one to, to maintain its grip. Let's roll a luck roll. Oh, gosh. Oh, luck rolls an 18. Very nice. Uh, you see this thing rip and tear open, a, a, a spurt of purple ichor uh, showering everybody uh, as the thing flails around. And in that flailing, tosses the gnome onto the dirt, uh, chicken in hand. And, and recedes back down into the darkness. It seems you've won the day for now. Uh, and then you you hear from behind you a second group of adventurers and say, uh, Oh, what what is this? What? You've slain the, the chasm tentacle. That was the only tourist attraction this town had. There's nothing else here. We've got a rock that has Jesus's face in it. We've got a piece of popcorn that can tell the future, but other than that, all we had was the chasm tentacle. You've ruined everything. Everything is ruined now because of your specific actions. Don't you think before you kill a screaming tentacle from the abyss? You have a popcorn that tells the future, don't you? Yes. You didn't see this coming? Well, the popcorn may have. We didn't ask. (laughs) Why wouldn't you ask what would happen to the tentacle? Isn't that important? You just told me that one-third of your economy is based on this tentacle. You're not going to ask how to protect it? Okay, look, you've got a pretty decent point there, but, I mean... uh... You don't have any signs here. I don't see any signs. Don't fuck with the tentacle. I wouldn't have done anything. Uh, Make a quick perception check. What's he going to do? Not fuck with it? (laughs) Make make a perception check real quick. Add your, your whiz. That is a negative three. Negative three. You don't see it, but there are about 50 signs that say don't fuck with the tentacle. <laughs> that concludes five minutes of D&D. Oh, man. <laughs> I rolled these incredible stats for this guy. For he got, uh, we just we make up some whiz, whiz, wisdom, physical, and spirit, uh, and mm-hmm. he's got a plus 10, plus 5, and plus 10, respectively. Mm-hmm. And he did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on the, conversely, my guy has minus seven whiz, minus seven fizz, and minus four <laughs> spits. 
And Which I dare I, say you accomplished more than I, me in I, that encounter. I, I was going for comedic effect only. I asked that in the in the in the extra that the sound of a chicken chicken frantically squawking, like in the background, is okay. absolutely yeah. has to be there. Yeah, well, we'll ask the sound guy. I'm sure he'll accommodate. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty swell guy. All right, uh, uh, yeah. who who rolled who rolled it that? I uh, rolled it that. You rolled it that. Yep. Q, you want to roll uh, another thing? This will be for a client or an email. Uh, four. Four is an email. All right. So here's one from Minerva. Minerva. How do I detect lies quickly? How do I detect lies quickly? Any any follow up in there, or is that it? Is that the the whole of the text? Let's uh, let's see. People these days are lying and snitching to me these days, and it's annoying for me. Please answer honestly and thank you. Edit. I accidentally said quickly two times. Um, okay, I missed that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, because I don't remember. I don't see a quickly in there anywhere. They probably edited edited yeah. that uh, out. Ah, I see now. Okay, hence the edit. Okay. Uh, Yes, well, uh, that is about it as far as backup or uh, background goes. Okay. All right. So, how to detect lies a la minute. Quickly. Yeah. Without having to take a long time to do it. Um, how do the lie detector machines work? I'm assuming that's like a heart don't. rate kind they of thing, right? They don't work at all. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They measure, <laughs> like, yeah, pulse and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they measure a few different things. They've got some other more slightly modern one that also doesn't work that measures like the frequency of your voice and there's some imperceptible change in it when you're lying, but it's, it's uh if it's unless still you're really good anywhere, at it, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Or if you believe it. Yeah. Or, you know, so, talk yourself into it or if you're a decent actor at all. Uh I think that one of one of the first things that you can try, it sounds like there's really no tried and true method that's going to work here, but I, I would recommend uh, grabbing hold of their wrist in such a way that you can feel their pulse and just mm. pull them in real close. Maybe uh, try, try an inti- intimidation kind of tactic there, because uh, usually that'll get people to crack if they're lying. I, so I found kind, a kind good of a, wrist a grab is approach. a like like a good firm wrist grab in the middle of a conversation generally changes the the tonality and overall vibe. It, of it a, can of change a situation. the vibe. Yeah, you you yeah. might be inviting some restraining orders, but you will you get down to the bottom to find of this. Out. Yeah, yeah, that uh, is true. Physicality does solve some problems. <laughs> I think I don't I'm, know how well, but <laughs> I think I've got a solve here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's say, you know, s- somebody's lying to you, you think, um, and you you ask them, you know, what's your favorite kind of pizza? And they say pepperoni, and you don't believe them. Obviously a lie. Right. Clearly the uh, lying liar. You say to them, are you lying to me? And if they tell you the truth and say, yes, I am lying to you, that's how you know. And if they say, no, that was a lie, you'll know that they're telling the truth now, but it was a lie before. Because 
you know, I imagine that everybody's got about one lie in them, you know, per day before before they can't do it anymore. You know, it's it's mm. exhausting. Otherwise, you get caught up in a web, a web yeah. of lies, a web of lies. Mm-hmm. You could also just offer to buy pepperoni pizza in that particular scenario. Well, it's got yeah, you got to do it quick though. Like it's going to take yeah, you some quick. time to get that pepperoni pizza. I mean, thirty minutes or less. Thirty minutes, thirty minutes or, or less. Free, yeah. yeah, is this on? We, we could, we could <laughs> drive to. Uh... Guys, I don't think my mic's working. Ben, <laughs> let me try it one more time. <laughs> Have you tried setting it to funny? Thirty minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been filtering out. I don't know yes. what you're saying there. Yeah, there there was laughter that time, oh. but I think it was more at my expense than at my joke. Probably. Oh, uh, huh. I don't know why that would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, uh, where, is the, the, where is the funny knob on here, Chris? I, I don't see it. I don't know. I can't find the one on mine either. I do see a, I do see a funny knob, but that's because I f- forgot to wear pants. Oh, wait a minute. You said we're laughing at your expense? Mm-hmm. Did you get a joke to us in 30 minutes or less? Yes. Oh, okay. Because if, if you didn't, then it was on, it's on you. It's... Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know what how it feels. What joke was that? <laughs> so... Signs of lying. <laughs> a quick Google will tell you being vague and offering few details is a sign of lying. Also a sign of being a teenager, I would imagine. There is. Can I? Uh, uh, okay. I challenge that. Okay. All my best lies are very elaborate. I thought you were going <laughs> to. I thought you were going to be vague and just say I challenge that. No. Uh, yeah. That, no, I think. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, there is a correct amount of detail in a good lie. When yeah. somebody adds too much detail, like, oh, why were you late to work today? Oh, uh, my tire popped, and then I got towed down to the McMahon tire on Coldwater, you know the one? And there was this guy there, Earl was his name, and, and Earl said that it was going to take an hour to fix the tire, and I said, I got to get to work, and I called a cab, and then the cab company couldn't get a cab to me w- within, like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. and 30 uh, minutes or less. Yeah, man. and so my cab driver, Samantha. Samantha it's a running gag. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a, a liar will continue to add additional unnecessary corroborating evidence to make it seem more plausible, but after a certain threshold... You can tell they're lying because they're adding too much. Meanwhile, at the same time, hey, why were you late today? Uh, car broke down. That's also fucking bullshit. There's the right amount of time, or like the right amount of detail, and it's like my fucking alternator went out, and I took a little time to try to figure that out, and it's fucking broken. I'm on my way. Like, that has to be a, a conversation on the phone in this specific situation. But like, there's a right amount of details for a good lie. I think details and delivery go in together. Yeah, and it usually yeah. involves because an you alternator. Can, you, can, you can pepper a few more details in there. It's all about your delivery. Like, for the running off of this example, well, I blew my tire and I got towed to McMahon, and then I was trying to get a cab in, and Uber was 20 minutes out, and I am telling you now on the phone, I just said, fuck it, I'll wait. And I'm on my way in as soon as Earl here. 
I want to see a scene. <laughs> the guy that want- works at the at the mechanic shop, Earl. He's an Uber driver too. Wait a minute. I I want to see a scene. I know. Yeah, you once do. Earl here finishes my lug nuts, <laughs> I'll be in to work. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna set this scene up real quick. Okay. Dave. That was the beginning of a list, by the way. There were like four more things I was gonna tell you about how to know if someone's lying, but we'll get to those. Oh, it'll be okay. five different scenes. Oh, okay. I promise we'll get back to them. <laughs> yeah. <Cool>. Dave, <laughs> you and I were both late to the same job. Okay. At the same time. We're both coming in late at the same time. One of us, you, always tells the truth. The other <laughs> one of us, me, always lies. <laughs> okay. How can the boss tell which one is which? <laughs> uh, Q, you'll be our boss. Uh, and Dave, or Ben, rather, uh, you jump in as you see fit, when you see fit. Uh, I'll be an innocent bystander over by the water uh, cooler. Yeah, okay. Just, Dave, you want to kick us off? You want to start us off? Just sipping in the tea. Yeah. We're both arriving late to work. Yeah, boss. Hey, we we finally made it. I'm sorry it took so long. The car broke down, and yeah, we had to take it out jokers. to the to the mechanics place, and they couldn't get it done today. So now we're here, finally. Mm, sorry, sparkling. Hey, I'm really sorry we're late. <coughs> oh, too many do, uh, do you have the name of a good mechanic, as a matter of fact? And uh, why actually are you late? Well, uh, you see, like like uh, like Tony over here said, the the car that we were both in exploded um, completely into all of its requisite pieces, including, and I quote, as per the investigator who was looking at the car explosion all over the corner of Macbeth and Dermot. Uh, the alternator came apart into the stator coil rotor. Uh, the brushes, the housing, um, and the four bolts that held it onto the internal fairing of the car, uh, which became separated from the frame and the the engine block, which also hey, Derek, exploded uh, Derek, into where out into of these paper um, cups that look uh, like cones. It, it's uh, uh, yeah, I made a couple too many hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, you know, after that, uh, the you smell the, remarkably like ooh. Axe body spray for having come through an explosion of that magnitude with an internal combustion engine. Well, we we had run out of gas and we really wanted to get to work on time, so we thought, what do we have that's flammable? So we filled the entire gas tank with Axe Phoenix body spray and sprayed 18 cans of Axe into it. And as soon as we started the car, it completely exploded. Um, and then, then there were all these women that were running in from everywhere, and it was really hard to pick up all the car parts with all of these women trampling everything. And uh, it's, uh, that's why we're a week late. And Tony, you have a mechanic that could take care of this. I mean, yeah, we, uh, you know, it was it was unfortunate that the car blew up where it did. It was right next to a school bus with parents letting their kids on the bus. And uh, uh, yeah, I have a guy. What school district was that in? Um, Farmersville what? School District. Oh, uh, oh, that's well. In, in which case, I'll probably let it slide that you were a week late because an explosion in a school district like that. <laughs> Those parents, come on. Yeah. They were overtaking the PTA anyway. I mean, shit. We don't need folks like that around. It's capitalism at its oh, finest, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Oh. 
all of a the sudden. Kids, the kids I feel bad about, but the parents not so much. Uh, corporate can send flowers. Um, you'll just have to... To the car? Uh, the kids. Oh, okay. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay, that, that makes a lot more sense. You really gotta honor that car's memory. Yeah, she'll, she'll be back. So I gotta be honest with you. No, you don't. Uh, I'm I I'm the one that always lies. It's me. Whoa. Yep. He'll tell you. My brother will tell you. Tony, we're brothers. Yeah. He's pretty much. I don't <laughs> think he's ever said a truthful statement in his life. Yep. Is your name really Tony? Yes. No. What the fuck? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm just middle management. I don't deal pain to do this for fifty-one a year. Listen, man. I think I think we've done it. I think he's too confused to get mad at us anymore. Let's just yeah. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's just punch in for the day and uh, get this punch yeah. in. You're a week late. It's five o'clock on a Friday. Go home. Just go home. Okay. And, and I'll see you Monday. Uh, you know. Uh, maybe I might retire. You'll you'll see us at 8 a.m. on Monday. <laughs> Absolutely for sure. Yeah, I mean the store opens at 10, but yeah. Does it really? Yeah, it has to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep your hands where I can see them. Oh shit! You ran over a bunch of kids, and now you're going to jail forever. Uh, didn't run them over. They were exploded. Not really our fault, but. He did it. This gentleman here did actually fill the gas tank full of 18 cans of Axe Phoenix body spray, which caused the combustion. Yeah, that's okay. actually against the Geneva Convention. You're going to super jail. <laughs> I've, I'm going to turn a new leaf here. It was Axe Dragon. It wasn't Axe Phoenix. I'm Still against the, the Geneva Convention. Come with me. Yeah. <laughs> Cuff them, boys. All right. You're making a huge mistake here. I want to get out of this scene. I don't know how to get out of this yeah, scene. Yeah, let's end it. And scene. How do you text People that lie often fidget. <laughs> or have a tick. I'm so proud that you remembered what the question was. Yeah, yeah. I completely people forgot. That, pe- people that lie speak to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Generally, when uh-huh. someone is talking, it is, it is somewhat veiled in lies. That is kind of how I go through life. <laughs> There's always embellishment you must account for. Yep. Yeah, okay, so really quick, the rest of the list here, the five signs of lying. Uh, being being vague was the first one, and obviously too many details, I think, is uh, probably also a good indicator. Uh, repeating questions before answering them. Speaking in sentence fragments. Failing to provide specific details when a story is challenged. And grooming behaviors, such as playing with hair or pressing fingers to lips. Some of these things are just signs of nervousness? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, oh boy. Uh, this is a problem that I've had with police encounters in the past in life. Um, where you can't have an anxiety disorder and get pulled over at the same time. Or your pullover situation is going to go south real quick. Found out, because uh, if you're nervous, it's because there's drugs in the car. That's the only thing. <laughs> there's drugs or weapons in that car. That The cops have decided that because you're nervous, that an armed and armored authority figure is angry and in your face, it's because you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yep. Did you have drugs in the car? No. 
No, I did not. Okay. I uh, they didn't stop them from cutting my seats open with a pocket knife, though. Well, After I mean, they, they had you know, they had probable cause. You were they nervous. rifled through all the shit in my uh, my glove box and threw it all over the street, and uh, they didn't find anything because there wasn't anything. I didn't even smoke cigarettes at the time, and uh, yeah, it went bad. I, you know, and I was I was real shaky and nervous because this huge fucking cop was yelling at me, and I was 130 pounds and like 19. And then he attacked your car. Yeah. They fucked my car up good. But that was many, many years ago. But yeah, you can't be nervous in front of a cop because it means you're lying. And this list is uh, not so much uh, evidence of lying as just evidence of nervousness, which can be for all kinds of reasons, not necessarily just lying. Um, Well, Chris, I think the folks folks at VeryWellMind.com might beg to differ with you there. This was published... Less this than the, two years ago. The, the quipo quiz of cop training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Very well mined. Huh, that doesn't even make <laughs> grammatic sense. Well, it doesn't. You're right. Um, <laughs> I don't think they will mind. <laughs> Interestingly, people that ask this question on Google also ask, what are the 17 signs of lying? What words do liars use, and how do liars react when confronted? Somebody really wanted to get to the bottom of this. I'll c- I can tell you which words liars use. Yeah? I didn't eat the last piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Those are the words liars use. Exclusively? Um, it's, uh, it's in the list. Okay. I think <laughs> I didn't is probably a big, uh, mm-hmm. big part of their overall I mean, vernacular. Deny, deny, deny. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did, but now they're saying they didn't make sense. Tracks. Also blame other people for doing the thing you're doing. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm plunging my head into my, my bobbing for apples bucket, looking for jokes, trying to clench them between my teeth, come up with a rich red rosy apple of a joke. And uh, I'm just getting mouthfuls of other people's spit and it. It's uh, (laughs) a man. How many people do you think have died from bobbing for apples? I'd have to imagine yeah. at least one. Yeah. More than zero. Absolutely. A non-zero amount, yeah. Shall we move on from this? Oh, I suppose. Well, sure. I always thought of bobbing for apples as like early period in waterboarding, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine that anyone enjoyed it. Uh-uh. It sounds like a euphemism to me, but... Everything does, you know? (laughs) Anything can be a euphemism if you try hard enough. Yeah. So everyone, everyone's ruled but me, I think? Yep. I think so. Wow, holy shit, that's a 19. Five more minutes of (laughs) D&D. All right, you guys are welcome to use the same characters. Chris, you're just going to have to come up with somebody and... uh, Twice in one night, after a year of nothing. After a year... Q, we need to have you around more often. You're obviously a good luck charm. Okay, another five minutes of D&D. Dave and Q are reusing their characters from last time. As a quick refresher, Dave, you are Bach, the halfling farmer? Gnome farmer. Gnome farmer. Apologies. Now, are you a gnome who farms, or do you farm gnomes? I am a gnome who farms. Okay. (laughs) And... Q, you Not well, are mind you. the minotaur. His farm is basically the chicken on a string that he has. Mm-hmm. Job? The minotaur, Job. Right. Okay. 
fancies and, himself quite the dapper singer and crooner. Oh, Minotaur Bard, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. And Chris, who are you going to be tonight? I'm Geronimo Kablooey, the chicken at the end of a box string. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. What, do you have any, like, class or anything? Just chicken? Uh, I, I'm a chicken um, barbarian. Chicken barbarian. Okay, very cool. Yep. Very cool. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna set a timer here, and we shall begin. All right. The three of you find yourselves in the um. <sighs> shit. <laughs> I'm already doing so poorly. In the uh, the the mall Frozen fruit in your aisle. town, <laughs> and uh, you are perusing your. Probably not looking for anything in particular, but, um, I, well, I don't know. Let me, let you guys can decide that. Are you, are you shopping for anything in particular in this mall? Yes, I quite need new pieces for my chessboard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and make a perception roll for me. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's a 17. 17. Okay. You find those pieces. They are in the, uh custom goods like get them engraved kind of store they're a little pricey but uh shop owner looks like a looks like a pushover so i imagine you could haggle if you wanted to bach i must entreat upon you for your meager wage for i wish to complete my set of chess pieces well i've got all manner of chess pieces here these are marble and these are made out of sandalwood uh what what are you in the mood for I believe I shall require something in a cut crystal, if you have it. For you see, I'm oh. a chicken, and my tastes are quite fine. <laughs> uh, make a persuasion roll. Any? Are your friends interested in any of my wares? That's a negative one. Yeah, I don't have any crystals, Sonny. I'm sorry. Oh my, oh well, I... Are I these should... things, like, behind a counter or something? Yes, they are. Oh, okay. Oh, like, yeah, what, what what do you have in the exotic hardwoods? Purple heart or, or perhaps a uh, mahogany? Oh, I have all, I've got all the woods. I've got mahogany and uh, that one, that other one that you made up that's not real. I've got that. Um, I have oh, all right. I... acorn and um, out of nowhere, this zombie just bites right into this guy's neck and he goes down in a puddle of his own blood. Oh, dear me! Oh, thank and, God you're uh, here. That man thought that Purple Heart was a fake wood. What an idiot. We need bread. Right? Unbelievable. Let's go ahead and ro Back. roll initiative. <laughs> it's zombies at the mall. I came up with this idea all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> what year did Dead Rising come out? 2004? No yeah, idea. Early 2000s, or you know, Dawn of the Dead in the 70s. So, what are our initiatives? Where they were literally shambling through the hall. Yeah. I got 11. 11? Yeah, that's a big four. Four? A big four. And an eight. And an eight. And I've got a 10. So, uh, Bach, you go first. Sweet. Uh, Bach completely ignores the zombie and scoots around the cabinet to grab the, all the chess pieces and stuff them into his pockets. <laughs> all right, that sounds like it should be a dexterity check. All right. 
that's a zero. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of push your hand right through the glass and you get a couple, but uh, your hand is all mangled up and bloody and full of glass now. Bok, you clumsy fool. Bok, No, no, get the purple heart. The purple heart would. Get that uh, one. The zombies go next and they're each going to target... Um, one of you. There's there's three of them now, including the shopkeeper. Uh, two of them miss completely and just kind of stumble past and fall prone. Uh, one of them takes a, a swipe at Job with his jaggedy nails. Um, does a 15 hit your AC? Uh, natural armor, but yes, it does. Okay, well, he's going to hit you for... Uh, seven zombie damage. And uh, I believe that you're up. Also, uh, we have 28 seconds left, so... If you've got any... Bleeding... <laughs> Go bleeding, uh, bleeding profusely, I decide to uh, add dancing to my repertoire and uh, take a disengage bonus action to leap back and then stomp on the two on the ground long enough to my companions to take care of the third... Okay. And that's going to be a 16 with my stomp attack. Absolutely that hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. Oh, that's 15. our timer. 15. All right. You smush these zombies down into paste. And then uh, you and your uh, hapless farmer friend and his exploding bark, chicken bark, 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 bark. Uh, head down to the food court uh, where, strangely, there are no more zombies. It was just those three. And you enjoy uh, some lovely Panda Express. I look at the dead uh, the uh, shopkeeper and I say, yeah, it seems we don't have any cash, but will you take a checkmate? <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, man. D&D's over. So that was just Chris saying that to the rest of us. But That's uh, the kind of joke you can expect with a plus 10 to whiz. <laughs> Oh man! With a a chicken from a chicken. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's I think all the time we've got for tonight. Um, What was that word I just said? I did it again. I don't know, but you're really close to blowness. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, We have you know social medias that you're welcome to check out. We're on Instagram and Twitter. And I usually link those in the show notes. Uh, you can email us your problems, fixerspodcast at gmail.com. Share us with your friends. Uh, we do have a Patreon page now where you can support us if you want to. You can review us on those apps where there's those sorts of things available. And um, yeah, Q, thanks again for joining us. We're going to, uh, we end with parting thoughts. So. If you want to start, if you've got anything that you want to say as your parting thought, please do so. You know, I uh, am thoughtless. Oh. I am, I am thoughtless, yeah. uh, typically speaking. Which weirdly and in I, and I, of I, itself I, is a thought. And I'm trying really hard to, to change that about myself, which is why I appreciate the opportunity to come here and, uh, you know, fumble through my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> we liked having you, man. Thanks for joining us on the, or, you know, with our stupid nonsense. This that thing we do. We do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's <was> great. <laughs> yeah. 
But that would be my parting thought. I am thoughtless. Do you think we're going to be seeing any more dongle outlet stores? Dongle I'm really low on dongles. Store. Dongles? Yeah, yeah man. <sighs> I can't connect anything to anything. Mm. It sucks. I don't know if they're allowed to have those stores in like malls and stuff like that. Probably not. More of a more of a kiosk type of a thing. Yeah. What would it be called? I mean, if you don't call it dongles, I don't know what you call it. (laughs) Oodles of dongles? No. Like, there's got to be something more marketable than dongles. Connect this, mother... No. (laughs) (laughs) Misconnections lost cable replacement store? There you go. Uh, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Plug that hole in your heart. Uh, I don't know. There's something there. Yeah. If seagulls fly over the sea, why don't bagels fly over the bay? Oh, shit. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, I'd hang out in the bay a lot more. I would hang out in the bay all the time. Yeah. The Bay of Schmear. (laughs) 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 The best bay ever. Imagine the flies, though, in the summertime. Jesus Christ. That's all. That place is gonna reek like some unholy <laughs> thing forever, unless it's a magical, you know, cloudy with Stays a chance of meatballs scenario, right. and it's yeah. just yeah, inexplicably pristine. In my pristine. mind, that's what it is. Yeah, someday we'll find it. That rainbow connection. Smoke no, the Bay of Schmear. Swimming through it. <laughs> Already like Already killed smoked. and and yeah. smoked salmon. <laughs> Or did you say smoked from the get-go? I did, yes. I missed it. I'm sorry. Damn <laughs> it's it. All right. That was good. Well, you're, you're confusing the Bay of Schmear with Locks Ness. Locks Ness, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, how bad do you think you got to piss a mountain off for it to become a volcano? Hmm. I'm confident that this is how it works. Like, you think Pompeii was just over there like, Hey, hey look at the little baby hill. You're a pussy, Vesuvius. You won't. You fo- Oh, God. Oh, God. Run, 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 run. It's very, it's very much like a foothill picking on a mountain as if a father and a son. Like, if I say the right thing, I know how to piss that thing off, and I can't stop him if he does. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna blow my top. Is any... Oh, no. I gotta draw a thing later. I'll, I'll send it to you when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's never good. Great yeah. podcast content. Yeah. The visual component <laughs> of podcasts. I just meant it's never good when somebody's like, oh god, I gotta draw a thing and they won't specify like what it is. Nope. So oh, you're gonna get you're gonna get some lewd image in your texts later. Chris drew a penis. Anyway, uh thanks again for listening, folks. This is Fixers Incorporated. Make an appointment next time. I have a time debt. In the bathtub. Bark, 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 bark.